What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Ms. Shamika Rucker. She is the founder and CEO of the Wellness Company, LLC. How are you doing today? Welcome to the show, Ms. Ms. Rucker. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm fantastic. How are you doing today? I am good. This is a good day and good day to be sitting down with you. I'm very excited to be sitting down with you to get more knowledge about your company. Could you tell us a little bit about the wellness company? Sure. So the wellness company is what we basically offer uh, alternatives to um, things that may negatively influence you in terms of career, stress, things of that nature. And when I say alternatives, I'm talking about physical fitness. So I offer one-on-one personal training. I'm looking to transition into small group classes early spring. Um, I also offer a skincare line uh, that I design myself. I work with uh, folks in the industry and I support women and minority-owned businesses. They provide my products, black label or private label, to me. Um, I also offer bulk PPE. In this time of COVID, um, we got to have our masks, we got to protect ourselves, we got to have hand sanitizers and things of that nature. So I provide large quantity PPE to businesses. Um, And I am venturing very soon into activewear. So leggings and sports bras and crop t-shirts and things of that nature, um, just to make sure you're comfortable while you get physically fit. Um, So that's what the wellness company is basically built around. It's built around providing alternatives that can promote a healthy lifestyle. And this is all for the long run. So I don't believe necessarily in challenges or quick fixes and things of that nature. Um, I am more interested in my uh, clients incorporating different fitness um, routines and um, eating well in a manner that is sustainable over the long run. So that is the focus of the wellness company. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Welcome to, like I said, well, I'm very happy to be sitting down with you. Could you tell us a little bit what, what led you to actually create the wellness company? Sure, sure. So um, I began my career after undergrad as an engineer. I majored in chemical engineering and physics at Tuskegee University. Um, Started my career in defense contracting. And quickly after that, I decided I wanted to learn more about the business side. So I got my MBA at Northeastern University in Boston. And um, after getting that degree, I was bit by the entrepreneurial bug. And I knew that one day I would own a business. I hadn't decided what that business would become or be. Um, But fast forward, after a 15-year career, I decided to retire. And I got a little bored, and I was already working with a trainer. And my trainer said, why don't you just start doing personal training and work here with me. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. So I went through the process of becoming a personal trainer and I started training and it just kind of blossomed from there. Um, I got my minority and woman-owned business enterprise certification from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And I got, um, I became a legitimate business owner in terms of providing uh, personal training to my clients. Um, 
and COVID kind of transitioned me into offering what I have virtually. Um, and that was just a, a game changer as well. So um, that's kind of how I got started. Um, I got started because I was passionate about working out and I was able to basically leverage that passion into something that sustains me financially. So here we go. Yeah, very good. That um, doing, doing the process of actually when you retired to becoming a personal trainer, um, what was there any like, um, challenges? Is it a big difference between actually working a corporate and being an entrepreneur? And that's, that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm going with this. So is it any other, is it a difference between being a corporate America and being owning your own business? Absolutely. So, um, I'm, I'm a serial overachiever. Um, I've been that way, uh, since as far back as I can remember. And um, I selected my major uh, chemical engineering primarily based on like the salary and the progression and things of that nature. I mean, we, we both grew up here in Augusta. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up in a fancy like silver spoon environment. Um, but, you know, that's how I chose my major. And when I got to college, uh, physics was like my passion degree. So I got that degree. And when I got into corporate America, I realized that I didn't really like it there. Um, And I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, I think it had to do with uh, someone telling me what to do and their expectations of what I should be doing and how I should prioritize my day and things of that nature. And while I was adamant about putting my own spin on accomplishing goals for corporate America, um, I did internalize the fact that I needed to do something that was more rewarding to me personally. Um, so from the difference, the biggest difference that I can share with you is just the ownership of goals and things that I've accomplished. Um, I did that. I created that. And it's not a, from a self-centered perspective. It's more so from the perspective of just understanding what it takes to develop and prioritize an idea and to execute. So the good thing that I was able to leverage from corporate America is being more organized and creating more structure around my day. Um, but entrepreneurship just gave, just gives me the flexibility and the freedom to create my own timelines, raise my own money and do things that are to the benefit of my business, of my personal health and well-being, and the health and well-being of my clients. Um, it's really not only just about me, but it's really about the clients and their success stories and how happy they are as well. So um, the biggest difference is servitude. Um, I went from serving this corporate structure that is devoted to its stakeholders to uh, entrepreneurship, same mentality of servicing my stakeholders, which are my clients. Um, So it's very rewarding. Um, I'd say that's the biggest difference, just the, I guess, the reward structure of it all. Absolutely. And also the freedom, because... um... Again, being an engineer, we know that engineers are typically just going to say average to make pretty good, decent salaries. And most people think that it's a number that actually, if they get to that number, then they'll be okay. If I make this certain amount, then everything will be fine. But then when you get there, we realize that, no, it's about actually having a purpose, 
serving others. Uh, you know, my mentor told me that a long time ago. One of my mentors say, when you get to the point where you actually feel great about serving others, you are on to something. You have figured it out. Um, so that's that's beautiful. The fact that you more more serving of your clients in as a personal trainer, you get more out of that than you did from the corporate structure. Um, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. In in reality, you know, the number is never going to be enough as many, as much as we try to say, okay, once I get into $200,000 a year, I'll be happy. My life will be perfect. Well, I was able to get to that and it wasn't, and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I don't make anywhere near that number now. And I'm just much more happier. Um, I identified the number that I need to make in order to, you know, make sure the lights are still on and I still have, you know, a vehicle to drive and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm able to save, but it's a fraction of the number that I made whilst I was in my career. Cause I had gotten all the way up to the executive level. I was reporting to the CEO of my last company before I retired. So I had gotten and achieved all of that stuff. And again, it wasn't enough for me because I was in an area that I was not passionate about. And I was I was providing and and giving energy to something that wasn't serving the community that I targeted, you know, so it it was it was just it's just rewarding to be able to do that right now. Uh, Yeah, you said something that you had passion. So let's talk about that passion. So what is what is the passion? What is the drive? What keeps you going with the wellness company? So I absolutely love to work out. Um, I could do it every day. I actually do do it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I saying? I could. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I um that's my passion. I love to work out and. I know uh, from personal experience how difficult it is to drop weight and maintain a healthy lifestyle and be healthy when you go to your doctors and you get your blood work done and your you know your BMI is on point your um, your you know your uh, triglycerides triglycerides mm-hmm. or, am I saying that right yeah. that number's on point all everything is on point that's rewarding like yeah. you know so you you take the passion that I take the passion that I have for working out and my reward is every year when I go to my doctor and my doctor's like thumbs up whatever you're doing keep going keep going you know Mm -hmm. that's like my validation point so um i mean passion turned into validation from my position Mm -hmm. um that's what keeps me going you know yeah and 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 that's you know we both have picked the industry that in our community is so well it's getting better for us in our community about fitness and health but it still is kind of low on the totem pole for most, which I get because situations where certain people are more thinking about surviving than going to the gym or hiring a trainer. So even in this industry, you know, I, I can talk about the, the, the ups and the challenging points that, um, of it all, but what has been the most rewarding for you and what has been the most challenging for you working in this area? And when you say this area, you mean Augusta? No, no, just fitness. I'm sorry. Industry. So um, the the most rewarding that I can say is, you know, when I see a client reach their goal 
or when um when I'm able to progress a client and she's like I don't know how to do a plank and you know you go from 15 seconds to 90 seconds you know like just the spark that people get in their eyes you know from that and then you know even though we're over zoom I can kind of tell when those endorphins and those serotonin hormones kind of peak like mm-hmm. the whole like the facial features everything is different and you see a completely different side of a client like those are my high points so I get several high points daily depending on the client Mm -hmm. um the lowest points for me um all center around um just hmm just nutrition for Mm -hmm. my clients you know Mm -hmm. um I write meal plans and I'm a big proponent of logging your food just so you can understand what's happening in your body um my methodology is simple log everything you eat Note how you felt that day. At the end of the week, take stock in it. Understand like, okay, if I eat more protein or if I eat more carbs, you know, how does that affect my mood? Mm -hmm. You know, so just it's one of those things where getting people to understand that they need to better understand themselves I won't say it's the lowest point, but I say it's the most challenging point. Um, and knowing when to kind of introduce that mentality to clients is really, um, it's really an art. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of my clients, I start them with the physical aspect. Let's work out. Let's work hard. Let's focus on that. Let's make sure we have the neuromuscular connection that's appropriate for what we're trying to accomplish. And then we get into the nutrition and then we start to really turn a corner. Um, so I say that's the most challenging part, which is to get people to get serious about what they eat. And I don't blame that on anything other than opportunity. Because growing up here in Augusta, I ate something fried at least five days a week, whether it was a fried pork chop or a fried piece of chicken or some fried seafood. Mm -hmm. And it was either smothered, covered, and laid to the side, you Mm know. Mm -hmm. Um, All of my vegetables were cooked in ham hock. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this whole smoked turkey craze, like, that's a new thing. Like, we didn't do that back in the day. Yeah. And then I I leave Augusta, I go off to Boston, where um, food, like, we don't have food deserts in in the center of Boston, you know. I'm not speaking in terms of the black communities there, but the regular city part of Boston, you don't have food deserts. Like, anything that you can think that you would want to eat or try, it's within reach. And when I'm talking about reach, I'm talking about you may not even have to get in your car to get Mm. access to those things. When you go to the grocery store, the produce, it looks spectacular, and it's affordable. So I learned how to eat better and to make better choices. And I understood, I started to better understand that how um, food affected my mood, Mm -hmm. how it affected my performance, how it affects my energy level for that day. Um, And so if I can get my clients to really take ownership and really understand that part of it, that's a win. But I'd say that is the toughest part of what we do because people want to think that they can pay the pounds away or they can just gym and work and sweat the pounds away without paying any attention to food. And it's like, you're kind of like creating a circle, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You may create a huge calorie deficit from working hard in the gym, but then you go away and you eat things that aren't 
you know, good for you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like starting right back over every time, you know? So, I mean, again, I'm not a proponent of like, you know, just eat bland and, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a proponent of that. We should all enjoy what we eat, but we need to understand that moderation is the key to everything and to keep the key to success in all aspects of life. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, I think ownership, you hit it right on the head. Ownership they have you you have to take ownership of your health and that's a big thing you know for doing this as long as i personally have that's been the biggest thing of individuals don't want to take ownership like you spoke on uh people want to buy it away want to sweat it away but you have to really have you have to look at all aspects of it what you're putting in your body how you're recovering so you got to worry about the sleep and you also have to worry about just some effect of just letting your body just heal because Working out is traumatic to the body. Like people don't think of it that way, but it is. I don't care if you've been doing it for a while or you're just starting off. Your body is in shock because your heart rate is up. I mean, it's it's in shock. So you have to make sure that you also recover um, from that and let your body just heal up so you can go at it uh, full fledged. And uh, you speaking on Augusta, we both was we both actually are from Augusta and you recently moved back to Augusta. How has your business, have you picked up a little bit more business from anyone in Augusta? Are you still training your your regular clients back from Boston? So, you know, new year, new you. That's Mm -hmm. like the trend of every January. And any, if you're any good of a fitness professional, you are going to see an incline in clients come January. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have been very fortunate in that regard. Here we are, what, the third week of January? And I've actually onboarded five new clients um, over the last two weeks. And that's been here locally. Mm -hmm. Um, Primarily from my network of people that I already know or that knew me. And they're like, you know what? Let me just figure this out and give you a shot, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And my promotions don't help. I mean, they help also, you know. Um, But I also have my clients from Boston. And when I first got here, I wasn't focused on expanding into Augusta yet because I really didn't have the bandwidth. I had a lot of clients that I brought with me and then I had to do home renovations and then I had to reconnect with my family, you know, Mm -hmm. and and reconnect with my community. So now I'm taking the time to really do marketing here on a local level and um, I'm seeing the benefits of it. It's been great. Um, The growth has been great. Um, I won't say it's tremendous yet, but it's been very important and validating for me that I made the right move in um, transitioning back home here to Augusta. That's good. Yeah, um, that is so true. You know, this is one of the busiest times uh, of the year for most trainers. I just was telling somebody that the other day, like, it's like, oh, you look tired. (laughs) I was like, well, I've been training a lot, you know, because this is the time of year. This is our go season. This from usually from January to like April. Um, I'm pretty booked. I'm pretty. I have things going on. Challenges is that this, that, and the third. Uh, hopefully soon we can go into boot camps uh, the way we used to. But that's another big one that happens for us all um, to get group training up uh, as soon as this pandemic kind of thins out a little bit and re- regulations are rolled back um, and. Actually, even speaking about the pandemic, how has the pandemic uh, affected any business? Or has it affected your business at all? So, I mean, initially it was a, I was shell-shocked. 
But mm-hmm. it, I mean, honestly, and just to take the pulse of the people, because I mean, again, not everyone can say that their business has thrived, and I do sympathize with that. But for me, the growth was exponential, um, especially just around uh, March and April of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was able, my business began as a mobile service. So I used to go to my client's home and bring the equipment. I worked them out um, before work um, and some in the evenings. And so, um, as you know, you mm-hmm. know, you have to allot the time for training and you have to allot time for travel in between clients. So there was just the numbers of, of people that I could service was pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to the point right before the pandemic, right before the uh, the shutdown to where I was interviewing uh, new personal trainers to bring onto the team. Then the pandemic came and shut everything down. Mm-hmm. My business model was pretty much obsolete at that point. And I took the opportunity to pivot, you know, and I think it was easier for me to pivot primarily because I come from a corporate setting and I'm used to doing video conferencing and communicating with people without touching them. Mm-hmm. So, I was able to make that transition rather easy and seamlessly. Um, And a lot of my clients, or I'd say 90% of my clients came from a corporate setting as well. So they were used to it too. So it was a very easy transition for me. And because I was eliminating the time that I had to allot for travel in between clients, I was able to book more clients. So, you know, instead of having a two hour window for one client in two hours, I could train two clients, you know, so it just became like a growth opportunity for my business. And I was, you know, I've been very, very fortunate. I mean, especially once the sun came out in Boston and the snow started to melt. Um, I was going to the beach every day with a client two or three times a day sometimes mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's really it's so nice to work out in the sand at the beach with the ocean waves crashing. Like that's one of the things that I miss the most about being in New England. Mm-hmm. I was literally a 15, 20 minute drive away from the beach. So yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I cannot complain. Um, again, checking the temperature of everyone else's business, especially service industries that have been impacted. Yes. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, but it's it's very fortunate also that people have begun to take their health seriously mm-hmm. and taking the time because they experience the isolation of not being able to go into a workspace. Like people don't realize that some people aren't realizing that that can negatively impact you and yep. affect your mood, your energy, and um, anxiety, depression, all of that. Because you're kind of isolated at home in front of a computer, whether you have a family at home or not, that moment or those moments where you get to go into an office setting that's different from your home setting and you can communicate with other adults, you know, Mm -hmm. like those things are missing now in a lot of people's cases. So that 45 minutes that they get to spend with me someone that they don't see on a regular basis and we're doing something that's going to basically elevate their mood. Like it's just a whole nother level that people begin to kind of appreciate it a lot more, I believe, um, over time. So it's been, it's been very good. And I've been very, um, I've been doing quite well and I, I just, I can't, you know, I can't say anything bad about this time. Mm -hmm. Um, other than, um, you know, the loss of life and, 
things that are happening in our community where our folks are being disproportionately impacted by COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I honor that. And on the other hand, I show gratitude and humility for the growth that I've been able to experience in my company. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that I feel like that's one thing, the isolation and people being shut in that made people go more outside and seek if it was just, it was exercise, even though they went walking. Cause I know the parks down here, um, was so packed, you know, and we, uh, we, my wife and I, we're runners. So we always outdoors, but we started noticing that the parks was becoming packed. People was having picnics, um, more parties outside. And I'm like, wow, this is, it took this to get people to realize how important it is to gather with loved ones and get outside again. I mean, I grew up like that. We grew up outside and people. So I guess it's tired of being inside looking at a screen that they just was like, let's get out. And it was beautiful. Um, I know people had their mask on and everything and they did the distance, but it was beautiful to see. And I was, I was very happy because I saw more people out there walking. Um, more people out there running, bringing their weights outside, resistance bands and working out. So I think during this time, we uh, got to see at least my experience and and also you spoke on just seeing people just reaching back to what we used to do and knowing that what's really important. Yeah, what's really important. I feel like it was like, okay, I need to get healthy uh, because with everything going on, at least I can control this a little bit because I mean, we must, we have to admit that a lot of us felt like 2020, we didn't have anything in our control. Everything was out of control, you know? So if I could control the fact that when I get off work or before work, I can go walking, I can go running, I'll work out. That's what I'm going to do. So, um, a lot of, uh, people I know in the industry, in the fitness industry, they actually, their business did better. You know, um, and unfortunately, a lot of the service industries, it did not. But the ones I know that definitely did better um, during the pandemic. Did you pick up any new healthy habits yourself? So um, I really. I mean, my, my my biggest like reward to myself as far as um, to answer your question has been um, understanding nutrition for myself better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I went from eight to nine clients every day to three to four a day. Mm-hmm. And the amount of energy that I have to, you know, spend, it was, has been basically cut in half. So I had to understand how does this affect, how, how am I going to have to eat in order to, maintain what I've worked so hard to accomplish and not go in the other direction. Um, and so that has been, um, one of the things that I've been able to improve upon, which is like, I'm saying nutrition, mm-hmm. my personal nutrition, uh, during this time. And I've been rolling out, um, meal plans to my clients, um, that have been helpful in that regard as well, because you're not, if you're sitting down all day, you're literally rolling out of bed, you, you have your personal hygiene moment and then you sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day. You don't usually get up 
and move unless you're going to the bathroom. You know, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of movement. The, the whole act of getting dressed, the act of getting in your car, the act of driving, the act of getting out of your car, you know, all of that energy that you spend doing those basic things to get you from A to B, that's pretty much been eliminated. And we all have to be mindful that we need to be aware of our ca- caloric intake mm-hmm. so that we don't overdo it. Like yeah. you can't eat the same then as you, I mean, now that you are eating then. Absolutely. And so the point absolutely. I'm trying to make is I pretty much honed in on that for myself personally. Yeah, absolutely. Because those, those calories uh, add up and people don't realize that they burning them uh, when you're moving. And if you're not moving, then where does those calories go? Usually it go to the hips, the stomach, and this, that, and the third because you're not burning them. So, you know, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that, there you go. There you go. So you you really um, nutrition is was key this year. A lot of my clients definitely um, that would made me start meal prepping personally and uh, meal prepping for people because people was like, I'm gaining weight. I'm working out, but I'm gaining weight. I'm like, well, how are you eating? Like you yeah, can't, yeah. you know, even though you have been asking me for that, and yep. I haven't gotten to that point where I'm going to be meal prepping, but mm-hmm. they've been really asking mm-hmm. me. I really mm-hmm. need to consider that. Yes. I yes. love to cook. Yes. I absolutely love to cook. You yes. know, so I need to consider that. I haven't mm-hmm. thought through the logistics yeah. of it. Yes. I, I love it. it. I love it because it gives them, um, and also actually showing them how to do it, you know, so because that goes a long way. We all know that nutrition, you have to have a nutrition now because you can work out for two, three, four, five, six hours a day, but then you go home and eat two cakes. What's the point? <laughs> you know, so you have to. What's your favorite cake? <laughs> my favorite, well, favorite cake. Well, actually, I'm not a cake person. I am actually a cookie person. Oh, come on, now. yeah. Your birthday comes around. Yeah. Like, nah. I'm really, I'm a cookie cake? person. Yeah, I'm a cookie person. I'd rather have just some oh, vegan cookies. Okay. Yeah. Cookie yeah. Vegan chocolate chip. I'm basic. That's it. Okay. You know, so. Okay. I get some some vegan cookies and I'm good to go. I, I haven't been a cake person since I stopped doing dairy really too much. I love to bake them. I bake them yeah. for other people, but I never, yeah, I'm not a big cake person. Can't say that I am. Yeah. And it, it's yeah, funny because. I, um, I, I re- you know, one of the things that, you know how we all have that one thing that we don't compromise on? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's desserts. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I'll eat like a vegan dessert and it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm celebrating and I'm having a treat meal, I don't call them cheat meals. Yeah. If I'm having a treat meal or a treat snack, I'm going, I want the butter, I want the sugar, I mm-hmm. want all of that. Yeah. But I'm not going to eat a dozen. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, totally, totally understand. I feel um, you should not, because once you use food and you see it in a light of being bad and good, in my opinion, that's when the problems start. Because if you yeah. do eat that quote, quote, uh, that quote, bad food, then you feel bad. And once that happens, the psyche is gone. It's, it's food. Just, it is what it is. You just know that maybe I shouldn't eat as many as those cookies or yeah. slices of cake. But you still can eat it. Moderation is key. So, um, I yeah, I don't I don't look at bad and good. If I want to eat something, I eat it. I personally, I will eat it whenever you know. Uh, but I also know I need to burn it off. But that's just yeah. me. Like 
yeah, I wanted those three, four cookies, but now I know I got to do 30 extra minutes of cardio. That's fine. And I just get it done. So, yeah. Uh, But um, before I let you go, I have to ask you, which I know health means so, so much to you, but what does health and wellness mean to you? So health and wellness are hand in hand to mm-hmm. me. Once you're healthy, then you can experience wellness. Um, and I, when I say healthy, I'm not talking about a healthy size or anything. I'm talking about healthy from inside out. I'm talking about you've got healthy skin. You have healthy thoughts. You eat healthy food. You work out for the betterment of your health. Um, that's what I'm talking about when I say healthy. And from there, you can create wealth off of that, mm-hmm. you know, and wealth can mean a multitude of things to different people. But for me, wealth is being healthy. It's mm-hmm. like the accumulation of all of those things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm eating right. I got a positive mindset. I'm not thinking and dwelling in negative thoughts and negativity. Um, there's a lot of negativity going on, especially in the United States right now with this uh, administration transition. Mm -hmm. Um, I see those things, but they are truly on the ancillary of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get caught up in the news cycle. I don't get caught up in tweets from other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. get caught up on negative thinking. You know, when people approach me with ideas, I don't think what's the worst that can happen. That's not my first thought. A lot of people do that. They don't even realize it. Oh, well, well, that's not going to work because of X, Y, Mm -hmm, and Z. mm -hmm. You know what? How about you think about how it can work because Mm -hmm. of X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. you know? So to me, that is how you create the wealth that you need in your, in your lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're going to take risks. We take risks in everything that we do. And that's how we advance ourselves is by taking risk. Mm -hmm. But you got to think about it. Every risk has a reward. And the reward comes from your mindset. You Mm -hmm. have to think of it as a reward. If you're not thinking of the outcome as a reward or something to your benefit, then you are in a defeatist mindset and you're bringing negative thoughts into your life and you're not going to create the wealth that you want to achieve and the success that you want to achieve. So that's pretty much how I look at health and wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe they work together and I feel like I'm going to be creating wealth until the day that my eyes no longer open. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be creating it for myself. I'm going to be creating it for my clients and creating it for my community. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I want to make sure that people understand that wealth is not a dollar amount. It's not the amount of designer shoes you have in your closet. It's not the, the, the trips around to different countries and how many passport stamps you have. That's not wealth. Mm-hmm. Wealth is how you feel about the most simple thing that can come into your life. You Absolutely. Know, whether it's, you know, the fact that, you know, the baby started to walk mm-hmm. or um, it's the fact that grandma recovered from COVID. Like mm-hmm. those things are, those are very simple things. They are out of your control, but you need to be able to find joy in all of it, you know, find joy in this life. So Absolutely. that's my message in regards to wealth and health Absolutely. and I hope that it can positively impact um whomever is listening um so 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You, where do you see your company? Where do you see the wellness company in the next five years? I see us knee deep in apparel. Um, Mm -hmm. I see some huge partnerships with uh, some major companies. Um, I feel like I have a lot to offer this world. I've been through and experienced many, 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 many lives in these 41 years. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I can offer something to other people that helps them to stay encouraged and helps them to helps them to want to achieve more than monetary growth, um, I, I feel like that's what we're going to be offering. I absolutely have no desire for a tangible thing in the next five years. So I can't give you like this formula, like mm-hmm. A plus B is C. All I know is in the next five years or in the next 50 years, I want to be happy healthy, wealthy, and I want to find a way to bring that mentality to as many people as possible. So if the people want to actually contact you, how could they contact you? How could they reach you? Sure. So, um, I'm on Instagram. Um, well, the wellness code one at the wellness code one. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, the wellness company, um, my website is www.thewellnessco.site. Um, yeah, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. Any questions, any collaborations, things of that nature. Um, I'm all for it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for sitting down with us and educating the schoolers. We wish you all the best in the future. And I want you to go and have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, schoolers. All right now. Peace out. Have a good one. Hey, schoolers, if you enjoyed that last episode, make sure that you like, comment, and share. Tell others about your experience. Make sure that you keep reaching out to us, giving us great ideas about bringing on different individuals, speaking on various topics. We look forward to it. We enjoy it. We're glad that we are bringing you exactly what you need. Uh, We look forward to stepping and venturing off in different areas in entrepreneurship and health. So stay tuned. We have a lot of great episodes coming up down the pipeline. So make sure that you continue to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast on platform Anchor. Make sure that you keep tuning in. Forest things going on with Tate School of Fitness. Starting February 1st, we are discounting all of our programs on our website, takeschoolofitness.com, by 50%. We are taking 50% off all of our workout program, nutritional programs, and also meal prep. So make sure that you look out for that. It is going active on February 1st. Also, we have another great Fitpreneur virtual boot camp. If you missed it last time, we are back again. February 6, 2021, via Zoom, you can sign up at entrepreneurguide.com. It is powered by us, of course, Skate Tate School of Fitness. We will also be giving away a free t-shirt sponsored by Fit Fresh Athletics. So make sure that you join us via Zoom for a virtual boot camp, the Fitpreneur Virtual Boot Camp. Uh, it is great to be able to collab again with my friend Kevon Hardy. I'm looking forward to this. 
Make sure that you guys don't miss out. You can sign up for that again at www.entrepreneurguide.com. So we look forward to seeing you. As always, thanks for all of your support and have a fit day.